So welcome back to She Writes with Clarence Catherine, presented by Ladybug Dreams and Color Medium. So as you all know, I have decided to pivot from my original intent for the podcast to what I know it's supposed to be. And so with that, I will be sharing a lot about my personal experience as well as what I'm seeing taking place in media today. For the last eight years, I have been in the education space. I saw very early on in my childhood the inequities that impacted my family's economic mobility or the lack thereof, and my mom was very intentional in ensuring that education would be the vehicle to change the trajectory of my life, but as a professional, I have become to see the apparent inequities that are within education that are all grounded in racism. And so with that, I, I'm just going to give my two cents on the conversation that has been taking place lately about our children, about their academic performance, and some educators' opinion on it. So sit back, you all, and let's dive into today's episode. Chapter 10, let's talk about it. So a lot of conversation is being had on the internet by educators about our kids being behind We've seen the videos of teachers sitting in their classrooms and you can hear their students in the backgrounds to highlight what they're saying is wrong with our kids. There's a recent video that has gone viral with an educator sitting behind his desk in his classroom talking about our kids are not the future leaders that we want them to be. But what is being left out of this conversation is that our children have been behind for an extremely long time long before the pandemic, which highlighted how our schools did not have the infrastructure to support virtual learning for our kids. Long before the No Child Left Behind program, which not only left our children behind, but what is not talked about enough is how they left the money out of the program, which exacerbated the inequities we see in our schools. Children were behind when Miriam Wright Eldam took Robert F. Kennedy to the Mississippi Delta to show him how our federal poverty programs were not working in our communities. So if we're going to talk about our children being behind, let's tell the full fucking story. Let's tell how after Brown versus Board of Education, districts literally closed schools to prevent integration, which meant that black kids had nowhere to go because white kids were going to now private Christian schools. Let's tell how the data showed that President Johnson's war on poverty programs and integration was starting to show a closure in the quote-unquote achievement gap in the early 80s. But similar to what Reagan's fake war on drugs did to our communities, his A Nation at Risk report did the same thing to our schools. Reagan lied, and that should be no surprise to anyone. And he said that the civil rights movement and Johnson's war on poverty programs had created a rising of mediocre students. And therefore, he began to push for school choice, standardized testing, and merit-based pay for teachers. His administration also changed how Title I money was supposed to be spent and stopped mandating the busing of kids to integrated schools. Being the racist that he was, Reagan's A Nation at Risk report has been used by every right-wing conservative Christian-based school choice advocate group ever since. It is essentially their Bible, their playbook at this point. 
And it is why we are sitting here in 2023 and a lot of our schools are still under a desegregation order. Essentially, a lot of what we see play out right now can be traced back to good old Reaganomics. So for you educators who are sitting in your school buildings, using your school Wi-Fi to talk about our students, the shit is not okay. And I don't care how you flip it, swindle it, swingle it. Racism is fucking racism is fucking racism. So if we're going to talk about our kids, let's tell the full fucking story and not blame them for the effects of shit that they had nothing to do with. A better use of your time will be pushing for better policy change. A better use of your time will be galvanized from people at school board meetings galvanizing people to sign, to register to vote so that we are voting for the right people in school board seats. We are voting for the right people in governor seats who essentially in some places appoint the fucking state secretary of education. There's a better way to go about doing this, but talking about our kids is not it. So please, all of you, get your ass off of Marion Wright Eldam's internet talking about our kids and join us and raising hell about what is happening and not tearing down our kids. So that is today's episode. And as I wrap up, I am going to push all of us to help change the narrative on how we are talking about our children. And if you are in the position to where you can afford for your students to go to more affluent schools, I also challenge you as well to be mindful of how you talk about other people's kids because I have been in those conversations as well and have had to push back on loved ones' mindset when it comes to other people's children. Stop othering our kids. Stop blaming our kids. And collectively, let's figure out how we can ensure all of our kids as a community are getting the education that they deserve. So join me on social media on IG at Ladybug Dreams and Color or on TikTok at Ladybug is Dreaming. Thank you all for listening today and I'll see you next week.